Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. Hello, this is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. I'm speaking with Dr. Clement Chung, who is the lead author of a paper in AJHP entitled Development and Implementation of an Interdisciplinary Oncology Program in a Community Hospital. Clement, thank you very much for agreeing to have this conversation. Well, Bill, nice to be with you to talk about this paper. Why don't we start by, if you could just give us the background that led to your particular project. What was the stimulus to change some of your longstanding practices in serving oncology patients? I believe it has to do with a couple of factors. The trigger for the need to change uh, were usually based on the, how the pharmacist practice in that setting, i.e. Uh, we have patients coming from the clinic. Uh, the clinic is actually closely affiliated to the hospital, and they refer patients to receive chemo infusion services in the hospital affiliated um, outpatient unit. At, mm-hmm. it, at that time, it was known as the uh, ambulatory treatment unit, ATU. So mm-hmm. that result in, I'll say, confusion between how we monitor the doses and the schedule. Mm-hmm. And secondly, is the lack of support uh, or process in the pharmacist that we don't have a program in oncology to support what we are doing. Okay. Well, your your institution, I should have mentioned this, you're at the Valley Medical Center in Renton, uh, Washington, where you serve as an oncology pharmacy specialist. And your institution has a long history of clinical pharmacy services, but you're saying you didn't have uh, oncology specialists when you began this. Is that right? Yeah, that was right. The hospital where I work, uh, Valley Medical Center in Wenton, Washington, has a long history of providing proactive uh, pharmacy-driven um, clinical pharmacy services. Uh, however, they didn't have a defined or structured uh, oncology program at that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, that resulted in a lot of scrambling, so I would say, to look for references, checking, verification, and some of those processes we're highly variable among different pharmacists. And mm-hmm. even nurses were kind of confused about what the real process will be. <laughs> right, right. And you describe uh, in your paper uh, three phases that your efforts have gone through in its evolution. Let's start with phase one. What were some of the specific things you started with in trying to improve the situation? Phase one were essentially the bundle of a couple of fundamental processes we, we build on. We build the uh, guideline or references for chemotherapy uh, medications and antineoplastics and the biological response modifiers. Then we build the preparation guideline for technicians. Then we establish the infusion rate for IV push, uh, IV intermittent, and continuous infusion for chemo drugs for nurses. And then we modify significantly what the initial order says uh, used by the medical oncologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of those, uh, we make many uh, pre-printed um, order sets and new supportive care order sets 
to support those medical oncologists to streamline to standardize the, the process of waiting and ordering chemo. So that was phase one. Give us a time frame. What uh, years uh, are we talking about here? That was in the year 2005 all the way up to 2008. And we still have some new orders that are coming out, but the whole process started in the period of 2005 to 2008. Okay. And as I understand it, this whole initiative began with uh, the employment uh, by the hospital of an oncology pharmacy specialist. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, yeah, the whole thing changed uh, when the oncology pharmacist was brought to line to help to develop the process. Mm-hmm. Were you in that position initially? Oh, yeah, I was in that position initially. But I wasn't hired to the oncologist uh, technically, per se, when I was employed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was given the chance to look at the process and okay. then to report the finding uh, from the internal survey to the uh, Cancer Care Committee. Uh, that was the whole interdisciplinary committee oversees the uh, operation of cancer care in the hospital. With those results, we thought we need to change the current process. So I talked to the pharmacy management leadership team, and we also talked to the nursing management team. And with the medical oncologists, we thought we could start a interdisciplinary process, and that's how we started. <laughs> Okay. Well, take us then from uh, phase one to phase two. What were the additional things you were trying to achieve as uh, you evolved to that step? Well, we have built a very good foundation from phase one that we build all the necessary references, the standards, protocols. So phase two was focused on the continuous engagement of the oncologists, medical oncology specialists and nursing to further fine-tune the process, like how we would like to see the patient to be managed by the physicians. When those patients arrive in the hospital, how will our nurses be able to work and to figure out the schedule, the dose, with the collaborations with pharmacists. Mm -hmm. And then if we don't have a coverage uh, for those patients over the weekend by any physicians, how can we treat the problems on a continuous basis? So those are things we try to figure out and with a couple of modifications with nursing and oncology physicians, how the expectations will be. Then we also find tune the nursing standards, like the administration of chemotherapy, the ASPU containment policy, the requirement for the nurses to be certified in oncology, to be certified by ONS, and then to have pharmacists to be more involved, such as the laboratory monitoring, a competency requirement for all pharmacy employees, and a standardized pathway for all stakeholders, i.e. pharmacists, nurses, and physicians. Tell us a little more about uh, this competency requirement for all pharmacists that you just mentioned. Basically, uh, we require the pharmacists to be savvy about the general concepts uh, using medical oncology, such as how do you verify a chemo regimen? Is this a standard? Uh, which references or sorts of documents you can refer to? And how do you enter a infusion rate? Uh, I.e., this is IV push chemo was the general standard versus a intermittent IV or continuous chemo infusion. 
and the third is how do you verify the sequence of chemo administration? This is based on the guideline that we built. So in addition to those three, we also ask pharmacists to be more familiar with the general ideas using supportive care, such as the chemotherapy-induced nausea vomiting protocol, hypersensitivity protocol, extravasation management, and obesity dosing guideline. So all okay. those general pharmacy issues. So I assume there's some uh, specific training then for the pharmacist staff in these areas, as well as uh, testing their ability to perform in these areas. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. So uh, they were required to have a basic training on a one-to-one basis with the oncology pharmacist when they were first employed. And then there will also be periodic in-service organized by either nursing or the oncology pharmacist to give them the update, a semi-annual or annual competency requirements to Mm -hmm. update on the changes. And then there will be also a continuous engagement for them to be involved in pharmacy, such as the periodic emails on the new approvals of drugs, new uses, new indications, and the process changes. Mm-hmm. So all those were circumscribed in all those positive changes. Right. So give us again the uh, time frame for phase two of your project. Phase two basically starts in 2008, just mm-hmm. uh, shortly after the finishing up uh, of the phase one. So phase two basically started with the oncology pharmacist position creation along with the creation of a part-time position for a clinical nurse specialist, a CNS position for oncology. Those two employees enable the whole process for the continuous education for pharmacy and nursing staff to be established and Mm -hmm. to be developed further. Um, And by doing so, the whole nursing and pharmacy team have the same basic expectations and the school of practice definitions and what to expect. So phase two began in about 08, and it ran through what year? It ran through basically last year, in 2010. Okay. So 2010, we thought that was the time that we have a good success. Um, everything seemed to be basically taken care of in terms of the structure, the deficiency, and the gaps that we address. Mm-hmm. So what does phase three entail then? Well, phase three in general is just the uh, continuous uh, communication, I would say, because uh, this process seems to be never ending. <laughs> we thought uh, this process is just a good continuous communication pathway for all staff to be kind of aware of the whole process. Because mm-hmm. right now the hospital is also undergoing significant changes. They have changed the whole leadership team, basically, and pharmacy processes is getting to be more uh, streamlined, uh, simplified. So we ask the nurses to be using the same monitoring form like the, uh, like the pharmacists do. So each patient will have a standardized, a, a permanent record or IV flow sheet for chemo used mm-hmm. by the same physician, used by the same pharmacist and nurses. So, so this process kind of continues that, that, that we, we try to engage as many stakeholders as we can. 
you've described, uh, you describe in your paper a very systematic process for improving the quality of care from a pharmaceutical standpoint that your patient, oncology patients receive. What can you say about your evaluation of the results of all of these improvements over the years? I would say the evaluation is overall is positive, that we save significantly the, the acquisition cost of some of the more commonly used medications in chemotherapy, especially the uh, monoclonal antibodies, that we save so much uh, those medications mm-hmm. by a dose rounding program. And then with this whole change or standardized process in writing chemotherapy, mm-hmm. in providing the standardized administration of chemo by nurses, and a structured process for monitoring, especially to monitor the dose changes and schedule changes. So those were some of the biggest improvements that we have seen. Sure. What do you mean by your dose rounding program? Dose rounding program was a very simplified uh, process for dose rounding the chemotherapy drug vials, i.e. if the older dose is within 5% 5% um, of the dose vial size, say, with uh, um If the physician ordered 410 milligrams, then the vial sizes, based on the references provided by pharmacists, it comes in 100 milligrams per vial and 500. Mm-hmm. Then pharmacists can dose one to the nearest, nearest vial size, i.e. the 400. So the I additional 100, 100 milligrams per vial is safe and we can document the amount of saving per vial times the number of vials saved. We can come up with the accrual saving. And because patients' uh, chemotherapy cycles run through continuously, so that same amount of saving will be duplicated in the further subsequent cycles. Have you done anything over the years to assess the impact of your program on patient satisfaction? Uh, we did some of the uh, patient surveys. We seem to have a consensus with nurses and physicians and with patients that the process was safer in terms of the dose changes that we monitor mm-hmm. very proactively and schedule changes that we no longer have the confusion about what the schedule is, what the day number, cycle number, that we closely uh, follow on those patients. And patients seem to have a faster medication turn a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, your paper describes changes to a manual system of ordering chemotherapy. I'm curious, what are your hospital's plans for introducing information technology into this process? And if there is such a plan, how do you contemplate that will affect the practice model as it's evolved up to this point? Well, Bill, this is a very good question. So I'm also thinking about the same process while we are still uh, developing this uh, menu or paper-driven process. So currently, all our medical oncologists, they write the chemotherapy orders manually, and those orders were fast from the clinic to the hospital-affiliated uh, infusion services, i.e. the um, outpatient infusion center. And somehow uh, we found out that we have some deficiencies in terms of how the unit secretary or the recessionist manage the, the stack of paperwork. Because sometimes the order may be overlooked, the order may be misfiled, and order may not be updated. 
So we, we have those problems. And right now we're trying to come up with a two-prone approach. The first prone is a short-term approach that we are trying to install a software um, to fast all orders from the office to the hospital. Recipients timely and they can file by the date, uh, by the physician's name, by patient's name. So hopefully they'll cut down the loss of the uh, orders that we have. Secondly, we are also trying to implement a computerized provider order entry system, a CPOE system, that is to be slated, uh, implemented by the middle of 2012. Uh, so hopefully with that direction, we can finally go to the electronic age. And I will anticipate that our process will be more simple. The physician can just input the orders on the order entry side uh, and the pharmacist can verify, release, and those modify, and also be able to add it um, for any order that they need, like pain medication, hydration. So they can also modify the orders. That's how we see how we've been envisioned the, the, the whole new change may be uh, coming up soon. Right. Well, it's a never-ending process of change, isn't it, in, in your type it of sure, It sure is. It's it, it <laughs> a lot of uh, effort and engagement. Well, Clement, thank you so much for taking time to uh, discuss your important manuscript and important work with me. Thank you, Bill. This is William Zelmer, AJHB Contributing Editor. I've been speaking with Dr. Clement Chung, who is Oncology Pharmacist Specialist at Valley Medical Center in Renton, Washington. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.